Damn. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Rebecca Hart. And I'm Carl Stout. And we are here back with Powerman and Iron Fist coming towards the end of our current coverage of it. So we're on the... Now out of... Well, so, you can't get this in the Epic Collection. So we're covering Powerman and Iron Fist 73 and ROM 23. So you'll have to pick these up off eBay or, you know, some long boxes or something um, if you want to pick these up because Marvel doesn't have the rights to ROM anymore, so they're not printed in the collections. Instead, you get uh, summaries of the relevant stuff that happens for our main characters. Oh, that's cool. It's nice they tried with the summaries. I mean, it's a shame they don't have the rights anymore. They do tell us stuff like... I can't remember what the summary said, but they do fill you in, so... Yeah, it's something... But, uh, it's just silly. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with Conan when they lost it and got it back, and you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I forget what company. Is it IDW that has ROM now? I think I'm not so, positive. Yeah. But they're also doing the same thing with, like, uh, John Carter. Yeah. Huh. Where not, like, not even eight years ago... Marvel put out a huge omnibus for John Carter. And now IDW has a huge omnibus out <laughs> collecting the exact same issues. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, who do you want to give money to then, really? Um, so, uh, yes, I'll just read out the credits real quick. So our writer is Mary Jo Duffy. Our penciler is Greg LaRoque. Our inker is uh, Ricardo Villamonte. Our letterer is Janice Chung. Our colorist is Christine Schiel. Our editor is Dennis O'Neill. Actually, yes. Uh, yeah, Dennis O'Neill was the editor um, for this comic for a while. He did pass away recently. Yeah, just this week. Sad, because apparently he still wanted to write more stories. So, yeah. Um, you know, he obviously is very famous for Batman. He does lots of good Batman. He did lots of, like, uh, he did some really good Superman, The Question, uh, all sorts of stuff. He was very big in the business, and I'm sure lots of little Carls out there got into Batman because of Dennis O'Neill and stuff like that. So, you know, go read some of his stuff. Yeah, so it's uh, quite an appropriate issue to be reading. Yeah, uh, don't read Batman Venom, though, because I reread that. Man, it sucks. Um, yeah. But uh, read, read some of his other stuff. His Ra's al Ghul stuff's really cool. But, uh, yes. And uh, Jim Shooter is the Lord Mayor of Jerktown. <laughs> yes. I mean, it says Lord Mayor here, so... Um, yeah, which, you know, uh, obviously he's editor-in-chief, I should yeah. say. He always gave himself um, good titles. He's a he funny did. guy. Mm. He's extremely he's a, tall. And a jerk. He was very he nice when I met him. He's a jerky jerk. Because you weren't yes. 12. You'd have yeah. yelled at you if you were 12. Probably. <laughs> and had a portfolio. Um, yeah, then he definitely would have. He was There was literally no one queuing up to see him when we went to see him. Oh, like, he would have hated that. Like, yeah, so he was just telling us some story about some boxing match, 
I wasn't really listening. Well, I mean, <laughs> he got some alone time with the Nicklies, so Yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. It was just, um, yeah. That's why I always, if if ever, cons ever hit, I'll always go on a day that's not the weekend because then it's I'll be more likely to have a chat with the people I'm there to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, so this cover, is this a Frank Miller cover? I think it's a Frank Miller cover. I think it is, Yes. Yeah. It's, it's Frank, Miller, Frank Miller's orange period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is indeed Frank Miller. Um, you know, it's mixed, but he does some pretty good artwork sometimes. I mean, I like his covers. There's just Sometimes there's just no background. I don't understand why Luke Cage is humping around his leg. Uh... Because... Why do you always notice these things? <laughs> like, I'd I never notice any of these, like, weird feet or, you know. Maybe I just don't spend that much time looking at the cover. Well, it also explained to me Brown's right arm. Yeah, possibly. Because there's, there's no way that can be his elbow. I, I don't know. I think you probably put more <laughs> thought into it than Frank Miller did. That's obvious. Mm. <laughs> wow. Frank what Miller's like, draw? Frank's like, I'm going to draw a really cool iron fist pose, and eh. I mean, he's got his priorities right, at least. So. <laughs> this is due mm. tomorrow. <laughs> Give the robot abs. <laughs> okay, so let's go into... Uh, the title of the story is Wraith, Color, and Creed interesting title but uh we start with rom yeah i'm not gonna lie i saw rom and i was ready to like make so much fun of carl because rom just looks like a toy in these uh Look, let's just let's discuss the toy the toy looked cool again this came out what we took the toy the... came out in 88 89 the toy looked cool and that was about it <laughs> He barely moved, and it had these accessories that would plug into his hand that just inhaled batteries like they were candy. And most kids that got ROM played with him for like three days, and then he just sat on the shelf and looked cool. That was about so it. So was, was ROM a toy first? Yes. I Yeah, because I, I, I feel like his design indicates he's a toy first before he was a... Um, I mean, I don't mind his backstory and stuff, though. I like his helmet. Crusader type. But Marvel took the character in their like brief little description of whatever that Hasbro or whoever I can't remember the exact toy company. It might have been Hasbro. Marvel ran with it. Marvel made him into an awesome character with his cool backstory and these weird villains and the the comic was so good. Had some cheesy stories, I'm not gonna lie. Every comic did back in this era. But, anyways, that's what it was for me. Right. Yeah, no, um, and I, I flicked through, like, some issues in the comic. It seems to have a lot of guest stars in it. Loads of guest stars. Like, a lot, yeah. That's how you do it. When you want to so get it, some, sell, some sales in. That's true, but I, I opened, like, three issues at random, and they all had guest stars from Marvel <laughs> in it. So, like, was that, was that, like... Pretty much every issue of the run had guest stars, or was or I did don't I just really remember. no? So I just like chose the yeah okay. A lot of them are in space, and I mean they have space people show up, but 
Yeah, see, I was kind of hoping this would go to space in the second issue, because uh, who doesn't want space, right? Well, it does in the last page. Oh, yeah, the last page. <laughs> I was like, oh, that looks cool. Um, you know. The flame, um, so he's... The flying rolled-up condom. <laughs> Again, I didn't even think of that. Um, but, yeah, he's he's shooting his, like, microwave light at everyone. Um <laughs> You know, so he's like he's scanning people essentially, yes. and it turns out there's these like pod people, well not pod people, but they're these dire wraiths. Dire wraiths, yes. yeah. who seem to be the main villains of Rom and his other space knights. Um, if there is any of them, the whole reason he is a space knight. Hmm. How old is he? Was like thousands of years or something, or is it recent? Well, two hundred years old as a space okay. knight. Right. Um, so Polly uh, turns out to be a dire wraith. Not that we know that yet, as far as we know. Like, if you don't know who Rom is and what the deal is, then to the to the average person, you're like, oh, he just vaporized uh, this prostitute and she just turned into ash. But that is not the case. She's an evil dire wraith. Yeah. And it's a few other people there, too, that he's From the living. dark dimension. Yes. And there's what one, two, three, four, five of them there, and they try and shoot Rom to the, you know, just guess the outcome, guys. Yeah. Guess. What do you think happens? The bullets bounce off him because he's made of futuristic metal. Yeah. Mm. Well, you're jumping ahead like nobody's business here. We're well, not I mean, going panel by panel. Whoa. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, look, if you if you think I missed something, feel free to talk about it. Yeah, I'm just... It's it's the cops that shoot them. Oh, Not yes. The diarrhea. Um, the cops show up because there's a complaint of a giant robot with a laser. Yeah. I think the cops are like... But, yeah, no, the, the, the cops shoot him. And he just They're flies like, off because he's like, my work sick. here is done. Yeah, I've killed everyone here I need to kill. Off I go. Yeah, see the Fantastic Four. And the, this this pimp is quite distraught that uh, this happened. <laughs> I'm more distraught that that woman has diamond-encrusted nylons, but we'll skip that. If we come to this part, actually, I think they might have... I can't remember if they have, like, a page or something from these issues in the Epic Collection. I'll have to look at it later, but uh, I'm wondering if, because this, this page seems familiar, so I'm wondering if this page was included in the Epic Collection or something, of Bob Diamond's uh, Broadway play. You and your love for Bob Diamond. Is it, sorry. Well, I do. Um, yeah, I love, I love his, I love, it's a nice call back to the Day of the Deadlock, Deadlocks, Deadlocks, dead, whatever <laughs> they are, <laughs> Daleks. I just call it the Dalek issue. Oh, is it really? It's oh, the same yeah. play! See, I, I didn't even... Wow. Okay. Right. Oh, and that that's not the first time they've done it either. Remember we had a Doctor Who issue? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is, is this, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's still in the same play. It's continuity. Did we already cover that? I don't know. Like, is that the next wow. issue? So is that the next yeah. issue, maybe? Like, I don't think so. Oh. I think we've covered it. Let me have a look. 
So the thing I like is it turns out Bob Diamond's actually like a really good dramatic actor or something. Yeah, um, and he has two. So Oscars. I thought he was, I thought he was just kind of like Chuck Norris. Um, but, you know. uh, no, he's good. He's like Chuck Norris. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Ow. Poor Chuck. Okay, so I'm looking at this article, and it doesn't actually give me the issue number. It just says it was released at the end of 1982, which means I think we have covered it. So are we going to discuss Green Arrow? I mean, Bob? Bob's cooler than Green Arrow. Yeah, Bob is cooler than Green Arrow. Take that, Green Arrow fans. What what was the other character that looked like Green Arrow in DC but wasn't Green Arrow? Are we supposed to know this? Yes. Why? It's not sword and sorcerer character in DC. I don't read DC. Are you talking about from... um, No, I don't know. I do. Kalos. I can't remember his name. He even had an action figure. Well, they all have a bloody action. Glob's got action figure. If if Green Arrow was Conan, this is is what the guy would look like. Oh, um, what's his name? That's See? a weird combination. The one with it starts with a K. Is that, does it um, start with a K or did it start with an A, like A Rock or something? The one that they just did a. Oh, let's see. Let me just see what. Uh, but he had his own action figure. Even. Well, they. To be fair, they all have their own action figure. <laughs> like I said before, that's not a. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Commandy. Uh, Do you mean Commandy? No, 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 no. Okay, then I don't know. This is... Yeah, let's carry on. (laughs) The Doctor Who issue... We haven't covered this. It feels like we have, but we haven't. The Doctor Who issue is actually Power Man and Iron Fist 79. (gasps) So six issues. So this is is establishing he's already in that show. That's pretty cool. I must have just read the issue and talked to you you guys about it. I've definitely done one-off, like... Uh, posts about it or something. So um, yeah, yeah. We just haven't done it on air. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Warlord. God, what a what a memorable <laughs> distinct <laughs> name. <laughs> Warlord in DC. That name immediately. I wonder how you found him. Like, what did you search? <laughs> Looks a bit well, like Green D- Lantern, D- but at, at first they. At first, Green Arrow. First, I searched D- uh, Green Arrow lookalike in DC, and it came up with nothing. So then I had I to put, remember this dude. I had to do Conan character in uh, DC, and somebody did a mock Super Team Family cover with Conan and Warlord together. In fact, I think, Carl, you told me about Warlord in the first place. I think we're trapped in some sort of paradox right now. Yeah. Maybe we're in hell, and we're just I mean, recording it like it over sometimes. and over. Um <laughs> <laughs> Everything is deja vu. <laughs> ah, um, but uh, yeah, so we have Luke with Harmony and Danny with Misty yeah. and Colleen uh, mooning over Bob. Um, yeah. And she's like, oh, he's so wonderful. Um, and, you know, he does a bow to her and looks at her. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is like the sort of uh, start of their relationship. Yeah, and this is kind of the continuity we get in. So this is probably what the page summarises mostly is this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because the fight 
den startar så här. Ehm. Ja. Ah, he is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean they tried with his design a bit, but you know, they gave him a helmet and stuff. Quite like eyes, I'm kidding it is quite it would be a cool toy. Yeah. It's a bit He-Man as well, yeah. really. It's a bit of um, Anyway, Carl's starting a Warlord podcast next week. Go yeah. Check it out. <laughs> Every single I, appearance. I don't think I've read more than two issues of it in my life. He's probably not been in more than two That's issues. That's probably more than most people. <laughs> he, had, he had a full freaking run. He had his own ish comic. Went for mm-hmm. years. Wow. Um, so, Bob asked Colleen out for coffee. And then, you know, Colleen does that thing where the writers don't really know how to transition yeah. that much, and she just spills out into this... From this casual conversation, it goes to this full-on monologue about Scott's how up. everyone close to her dies and stuff. Yeah, with a lovely little picture of Scott signed. Was, yeah. I mean, has, is I... it like an autograph photo of him? It like, is. Yeah, it is. Here, have my uh, signature. I jerk. completely forgot that these two went out. I know, and, me too, but, like, it did uh, make me laugh. I mean, Scott has a type, I guess. Yeah, redhead. <laughs> He's dated every redhead. He's worse than Matt Murdock. Gene's hmm, roommate is also a redhead, and she's gone. It's, it's like, right there for him. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's an opportunist dater. Yeah. Oh, look, Maggie um, Pryor looks exactly like Gene. There you are. She looks a bit like Matt in that photo. Just a tiny bit, though. Not much. But yeah. the red glasses yeah. and the, you know, going out with everything that moves. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was awkward dialogue, which I, you know, okay. Um, and Bob is not turned off, and he's like, hey, um, <laughs> you know. And then they kiss. Oh, Bob. And I guess they have that coffee date later mm-hmm. on. But ooh, who do we have watching uh, Bob and Colleen? Dun, dun, dun. It's Mastercard. Um, he's not watching Daddy. He's watching her. But I guess he was... He, uh, he needed a good wank. Oh, oh my God. Well, we went there. And, you know. Can we get back to how cool it is we've got DW back? Um, yeah, I was just looking at Bob's fine goatee, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, you know, good times. They're all on dates and stuff. Everyone's getting yeah. together. And uh, Luke walks past, like, these ashes, and he's like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like there was some psych, but, well, if it's got anything to do with me or my friends, I'll find out at some point. <laughs> so he just walks past and doesn't inquire at all. Uh, and they're playing a John Wayne festival. Do you guys have a favourite John Wayne movie? I think it's kind, I can tell you that. Uh, I don't think I do have a favourite John Wayne movie. Okay, well, I guess I'm the only one with a favourite John Wayne movie, and it's The Searchers, and it's very good. Oh, it is? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I, just I don't know, know if I've seen that one. It's really I'm good. not like a John Wayne fan or anything. Yeah, clearly you are. No, like, I mean, like, I, he's been in movies that I shocked that we would like. not have a favourite John Wayne movie. Well, it's more because there's, like, so many westerns that... John right, Wayne and most of them are almost exactly the same. So there's only a few yeah. that stand out, so... Like, well, I, I just... hated, um... 
Uh, that that really famous one that John Carpenter based his uh, movie off. Can't remember, but it sucked, and I don't like John Wayne as a person. But that's fine. <laughs> the that's surface fine. was good. Um, yeah, I just I don't remember the name most of them to be honest. Like to me, they're yeah. just like cowboy films. How many of them have the name Wagon in it? Too not the one. Not mine. Oh the yeah, what's I, yours? It's not really a John Wayne film, but he's in it. Well, then it's a John mm. Wayne film. And it would be the man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I like that. I haven't seen that, but well, I've heard about it. Add it to your list. I will. Actually, my next westerns are. Um, Anyway, let's not dwell here, but they're Clint Eastwood ones. Uh, <laughs> um, so, even the bad ones. Well, it's um, uh, Pale Rider and the the one before it, Hell or something. Can't remember what it was called. Um, High Plains Drifter. That's a good one. Yeah, that and Pale Rider. Um, but uh, yes, so moving on, uh, DW is hanging out at the theater. And With the crying pimp. Yeah. He's yeah. like, just, well, I guess they just don't care that he's like a criminal or anything. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Well, D- he's, like, he's probably DW's drug dealer. <laughs> he only beats the girls if they get out of line and then they were asking for it. So, you know, he can't hold them on that. Thing. I mean, it's so bad. Because like that just struck me as odd. Like Luke is just talking to this pimp like they're buddies. Um, but I'm just like, um, is he always like threatening pimps? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like, information. It was, that was that was actually up. very very strange. Uh, so whatever. And then he's like, hey, that outline. Um, so and Luke was friends with Polly apparently, or mm-hmm. liked Polly. Um, I think we know her his relationship with her. But, Use um, her services. <laughs> yes, exactly. He pretty much says that later. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he looks outside and there's just like a chalk outline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he sees a heap of ashes and he's like, you know, he's on the case. So the he's pimp hires. Down this. Pimp hires. Yeah, yeah. Take out the robot. He does hire him. Well, like. That killed his girl. I guess Luke takes the money anyway. Because he does have personal sake, but whatever. We get a cool sequence where Danny's training, which is always cool. He hits a bag. Everyone should have a bag in their dojo. Bags are good. Um, so does he have that I mean, red, they are. red shirt just imprinted? Um, yes. <laughs> we need some workout gear with this thing on my chest printed on it. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody, probably somebody, he's very rich. And I'm sure that he could have happily paid for a few of them. Maybe it was a gift from Colleen. Maybe. Or Misty. I like how he's standing in front of the Xbox logo. <laughs> uh, Look for <laughs> it. You'll yeah, see it. Like yeah. That, and then it turns into like the yin and yin yang. yang. Yeah. Which is, that's like a really cool thing where he's doing yeah, like that. Yeah, that is cool. Cross arms front of it. But yeah, that is an Xbox logo. So could could Marvel sue? <laughs> Tell what? Mary Jo, I think. Sue. No, she no. didn't write the picture. Did you say write the picture? Well, you said Mary Jo Duffy. She's the writer. Yeah, yeah. I'm caught up to speed now. It was, a, that, it was a very weird phrase, though. In that last panel where Danny becomes a blonde Asian man. 
Yeah, the last the last yeah. uh, Danny picture is not quite as good as the middle one. No, yeah. Well, he looks like He-Man. He does a bit, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the same hair, too. Yeah. So. I like yeah, the best picture of him on this page is in front of the yin-yang. Yeah, that's really awesome. It's, it's the badass one right there. Where's that T-shirt, yeah. Marvel? Let's go. I can't wait till the new Iron Fist uh, comic book series. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, so this whole time um, he's thinking about Luke. No, he's oh he has Luke on speaker and Luke's sort him in on the giant silver thing, you know, blowing away six folks and one of them was a friend of his, turning him to ash and stuff. Uh, so and then we have the cops the evil who are covering it up. Cops. Are these guys diorates or are they just? Yes. Yeah. Everyone okay. on this page is a diorate. Right. They look like oh. <laughs> Every corrupt cop is a dire wraith, apparently. A close-up of that one cop could practically mm. be Mephisto. They kind of did that in Superman. Um, every corrupt cop was like this black goo or something. Mm. Um, but anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so they're destroying all the evidence. Lots of these guys looking very angry and evil. Um, <laughs> so basically what the dire wraiths are doing here is if people research into Rom, his story will actually come out about the dire wraiths. So all the dire wraiths uh, in hiding are constantly destroying anything to do with Rom to make it look like mass hysteria. Yeah. Okay. So no one will snoop further into Rom's story and find out why, yes, there is an entire inv- alien invasion by people who can change their appearance and make mm-hmm. themselves look like anything living. They bring they bring that up quite a few times that it's living, so it's not like they can turn into a chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they go to Lieutenant Scarf, who's like, "Oh, there's no evidence, no bodies, all that stuff." And Luke Cage is like, "This is a cover up." And then the the dire wraith cop is like, "Oh, know. have you considered your source? What's what's he call her? He doesn't call her a hooker. He calls her something else." Uh, no, he... No, he called... Instead, he doesn't call him a pimp. He calls him that fancy man. Mm. Yeah. He's probably <laughs> just looking for a way to hide that one of his girls ran on out of him. And yeah. <laughs> as for that long head kid, maybe if he stops smoking weird things... I know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, DW which... probably does smoke things. I he almost certainly does. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no question there. <laughs> and, and, uh, and watch John Wayne. <laughs> Yeah. So he's sitting in the back of the theater where it's smoky, and uh, <laughs> which causes Luke Cage to storm outside and completely destroy a cop car. <laughs> and then the cops are just like, "Look what he did!" It's like, shh, 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 shh. yeah, don't no, they'll no, investigate. No. Yeah, yeah. He does it. He got, he almost gets the iron fist. He's so angry, Luke, and his and his little yeah, swear goes red. <laughs> yeah, he's very angry. He's very angry, but it's still not the Hulk. No. Uh, but we do have... Oh, we're back with Jenny. It's a lot of, like, running back and forth between places and talking. Uh, and they have a tape from Reed Richards saying, Luke, you worked for us in the past, you know. Um, basically, they, t- tell, they tell them to go get Rom. And, like... Stop him. Yeah. Because Rom's coming to 
you know, I don't know, do bad stuff. He's, he's a member of an alien race that intends to attack them soon. Um, and I love the thing's face Space in that Space. bottom panel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gamera. <laughs> so Iron Fist and Power Man have their mission. Yeah. To engage in fisty cuffs with Rom the Space Knight. Alright, so now they have two cases all for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get some backstory with Rom. Thank God for Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows this? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I uh, thought Harry it was also it. very interesting that they bring up his battle with. Jack of Hearts, mm-hmm. who is a cool character on his own. Yeah. But they don't give us an issue. Yeah, that is a bit odd. There's no little block saying, an issue, so-and-so, here's the number. Someone's screwing up. Mm. What, well, screwing up on this comic? That's not right. Uh, but how does Jenny know all this? She's smart. I guess I guess she researched Rom after she watched the tape before they got there. Um, but yeah, so we get some backstory with Rom. Um, and now we find Rob in a Hispanic neighborhood, shining yeah. his light on scared Hispanic people oh, running, speaking Hispanic. Um, and then he get pulls out this like car engine and it. Acts as a translator. Um, this translator came with the action figure. They got to put it in there. I did it. Yes. <laughs> Both guns, because he's got two different guns. Because he's got the light gun, and then he's got the nullifier. The light yeah. gun just shows the bad guys, and then he shoots them with the nullifier, and that's the translator. Okay. So that's it. That's all his arsenal then. Oh, his jetpack. Oh yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, he's, he's pretty tall and he's asking this, um, kid, Hey, where are the fantastic four? Cause he wants to go back to Gala. Um, can't remember the name. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So then <laughs> Danny just comes out of nowhere and kicks him in the head. Yeah. And <laughs> doesn't seem to phase Rom at all. No. So we, well, we get our asks, classic. He says, what? And he drops his engine block. <laughs> oh, yeah, really true. phasing uh, him that much, though. He does say that youth struck me with force such as I've never encountered in a human. Yeah. I must turn the energy analyzer upon these newcomers and learn their true nature. And we get a cool thing here yes. where it can't even penetrate Luke because his body is so, like, powerful and dense. And then we get... Uh, it penetrates Danny and it shows, like, all his power... He's located um, where his brand mm. is, or in his center. I don't know, I thought that was cool. Uh, and his fist. His fist is, like, showing white where the rest of oh, him yeah. is. So does that mean he's a lefty? I think that's just because the costume's cut off there for some reason. I think it might be a coloring thing. Well, his other hand isn't. Nor is his legs. Uh, yeah. But anyways, we digress. Yes. So, so we get our he sees typical, that they're not dire wraiths, and then they have yeah. their normal monologuing with each other. Mm. Yeah, Rom's like, hey, don't fight us. And Luke's like, I'm going to bust you up. Um, <laughs> and he tells yeah. him about the whole dire wraith situation and the phantom zone and all that good stuff. 
which I thought was cool. And how he uses uh, his neutralizer to banish him, them, and he's actually not killed anyone because they're not dead, they're banished. Yeah. But Luke's not taking his cock and bull story. <laughs> yeah, Luke just wants to punch him. Pretty much. But it's Danny that kicks him first and then realizes, ow. It's like kicking oh, a tank. Here's the one. I've known Polly Lawton for years. That gal was a friend to anyone with money and an enemy to no one. That was funny. Mm, yeah, it is Friend funny. to everyone with money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, yeah, good on the gods, how they describe it. By the gods of Galador, Iron Fist introduces Rom to leverage. As he judo throws Rom onto his back. Yep. Sorry, I'm just getting my notes up for this. I don't know if leverage is really science, but hey, it's a little bit science. It's the science of physics, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like university science, but, you know, it's basic principles. It's of, part uh, of science, yes. Yeah. Gods of Galador. So Ram flips over and, like, smacks Danny out of the way, sending him flying. Which sends Luke into a rage, and he jump jumps to the back of Rom and starts pounding the crap out of Rom's rocket pods. And then Rom turns around, grabs Luke, and just backhands Luke a good 10, 15 feet. And he's just like, he hit me hard enough to toss me 10 feet, and he wasn't even trying. If he was actually after to hurt us, you know, Luke, uh, Danny would be ground hamburger. And then Rob goes to take off with the backpack, but the damage has been done, and it actually explodes. Exploding backpacks. Sending Luke yeah. flying. And a car as well, because it seems to be on top of him. <laughs> and, a, and, a par- and apparently the Spanish people that were watching this all go down are really dire race. And they're speaking English. Yes. It appears Power Man's blow damaged Rob's armor more than either of them realized. And they're like, good. So... <laughs> Daddy still days, but he he comes out and he busts out the Iron Fist, and we get you know the until like unto a thing of iron, all that all that good stuff, you know, some, some mm-hmm. nice little artwork, and then Rom just uses his neutralizer, and Danny no longer has his Iron Fist. Yep, it just yeah. fades away. Yep, Danny's just left looking at his hand. Where did it go? What happened to it? Now Luke gets up out from under the car that he slid under. Yeah, and, and we have these Spanish people now have this giant ray gun. Yeah, these diorites, and they they shoot at Iron Fist, and then Rom jumps in the way to shield him, and that's the clue where it's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have been trying to. Uh, I don't not, know, like this is the typical Marvel where actually should be friends moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Ron was saying from the start, and these guys were just attacking him, so... Well, they didn't believe his cock and bull story. Luke plainly said that. Maybe they were just <laughs> judging him by his appearance of a creepy space monster. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not a space monster. I don't know. They, you know, it was just, it really was just your usual contrived, um, we have to fight. Which, you know, is what the readers want, to be fair. You know, yeah, so. yeah, of course. I mean, that's why they're reading it. Yeah. So Luke tackles the guy with the gun, or tries to tackle him, gets his leg. The guy misfires. 
uh, the guy gets away from him, causing one of the diary females to run up and kick Luke in the head, <laughs> which causes Danny to run up and then kick the gun out of the diary's hand, causing it to go off and hit the building above them, causing rubble to crash down upon the female. Yes, and then she turns to Ash, even though he didn't banish her. Right. So I guess when they die, they just turn to Ash as well. Proving again that Rom, again, is 100% correct. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Rom's right. You should listen to this reasonable being. Uh, So so they run off. They turn into birds. Yep, and fly away. And then Rom's like, can you help me get to the Fantastic Four? And they're like, yep, we'll help you. Yeah. Yay. And we have the story continues in ROM 23 on sale one month from now. And next month's story pair and Iron Fist face the menace of Master Khan. But we will be jumping to ROM 23. Man, that is a wordy issue. Yeah. When I don't think it needed to be. <laughs> but, you know, it's not, it wasn't a bad issue. I think this ROM issue we're about to cover is better, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has a different writer as well, so... Which is it's nice. It gives us a bit of a chance to do something else. Yeah. Um, you know, good, cool cover. Speaking cool. of guest appearances. Yeah, loads of them. Marvel, oh, yeah. just, Marvel just threw everybody at this one. But it also makes sense that if you have a robot attack in New York, why would it only be Power Man and Iron Fist? It was it was a touch I did like, but there were too many of them. But I like that there were some at least because you know. I was just kind of confused with because are the Avengers in New York? I don't even know. Yeah, usually yeah yeah oh. yeah. Um, not not my, right my, now, but usually yeah. <laughs> my favorite ever kind of crossover was when Spider Man was really sick with the cold. And the vulture was running around, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, maybe I should call Daredevil." Yeah. Get him to take care of it. And then he goes, No, I'm not going to. Then he goes out and nearly dies because he has a cold and gets beat up. Um, but I thought that was by, funny. By the vulture? Yeah. It was like a new vulture. A new year oh, okay. vulture. Um, I guess it didn't last that long because I haven't really seen it since those stories. But uh, yeah, I think it's a cool cover because it works with the font of Rom. This sort of big white building, like this futuristic sort of. Uh, I don't know, I like it better than the other cover. Yeah. What do you guys think? I like it. Yeah. And I like the little uh, ROM. I like the, to the storm, the Baxter corner. building as well. It's so cool. Okay, yeah. I like that all three of them look like they're about to fight the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good point, actually. Uh, <laughs> they take the fighting poses and not... put a building in. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we get... Uh, so I'll read this out just so our listeners can finally be clued up with who Rom is. Uh, 200 years ago, the evil dire race threatened the peace-loving planet Galador. In their homeworld's darkest hour, a thousand brave young Galadorians sacrificed humanity to become cyborg warriors, a last desperate line of defense. Though hopelessly outnumbered, these space knights triumphed and pursued the remnants of the Wraith Horde across the universe. Now alone... In the enemy's mightiest stronghold on a backward planet called Earth, one Galadorian warrior faces his most awesome challenge. Stanley presents the greatest of space knights. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Bill Manto and Sal Bishima, uh, the writer 
and artist, also known as the Storytellers. Mm-hmm. Joe Sinnott is the finisher. Rosen and Zalm Benshaw are the letters. Ben Sean is the colours. Al Milgram is the editor, and Jim Shooter is the prime editor. So, yeah, um, art's different already. I like the art, actually, in this. Yeah, I do, so. I think I like Rom's look better in this. But I'm yeah, not, he but looks I, a little bit more. I like his buff arms. <laughs> yeah. He looks a little bit... His abs are less absy as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look more like events and less like abs. Yeah. That was really only on Mark Miller's cover. Uh, oh, yeah. Who did the cover for this? I'm not oh, you Mark guys, Miller. Yeah, no, it's definitely not Mark Miller. Um, <laughs> uh, the cover artist is oh, Al Milgram, George Russo, and Irv Watanabe. Oh, wow. Cool. So three. So you've got... The tri- trifecta. We've got our, our three heroes hiding in an alleyway because the cops are out looking for Z- Rom. Yeah. And they want to make their way to the Baxter building while the little newsboys with Daily Bugle and J. J. Jameson is pulling out. He's got an alien menace instead of Spider Menace for a moment. We've got a little break yes. in Spider Menace and now it's Alien Menace. And the whole thing is uh, J. Jonah Jameson is cashing in and promoting panic. Of course. And it's like, when have we heard that before? Um. Mm. You know, it doesn't sound like something some mainstream journalists would do, but whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm actually navigating back. I just That was in my notes because I thought it was rather amusing in a depressing way. Um, so you guys keep going. Right, so, yeah, so what we were... Uh, then we, oh, then we get our page of guest stars. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we have Spider-Man. His old spidey senses are tingling a bit. <laughs> a lot of little evils, but nothing like a deadly creature from outer space. I love, I love the chunkier Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, he's chunky. always my favorite. Daredevil yeah. with his little radar going out. Um yeah. says he can't. His hypersenses can't censor an alien life form. I'm guessing he means a big attacking one because I would guess it's yeah. a robot so it's not really a life form Moon Knight hooray the panic pervading New York is supposed to have its roots in some alien robot but so far Moon Knight he... has been able to find it I see he has to name himself because you know for people who might not know <laughs> like all the others get a little caption saying who they are but he has to go hi I'm Moon Knight and I can't find it alien um, okay and then we get Cap on his motorbike and some of them are at night and some of them at daytime it's all over the place uh, yeah, good point. I mean, um, you know, I can but, see Captain America being during the night. It's just coloured. I think oddly. I absolutely think that's what it is. I then, think it's bad uh, then why isn't his headlight on? <laughs> well, because so if the, the colouring was right, then the colouring would have his headlight on. <laughs> the two Moon Knight issues I've actually read, which is his first appearance, which is like okay, uh, the Werewolf by Night issues. He has a buddy that. Rides a helicopter, right? Yeah, yeah. Frenchie. 
Anything. So that's what he's doing. He's hanging on to the rope. Yeah, the yeah, he's hanging on to. Yeah, exactly. You've really only read two Moonlight issues. Oh, that's crazy. Anyway, so Cap's like, you know, Cap's going off to join the search, and then we get a really cool one with Jarvis and uh, Iron Man, and Jarvis saying, "You're not going to go and look <laughs> for the election." <laughs> he's like, "No, I don't really think a man in a suit of like metal armor is the right thing to be going out there while they're looking <laughs> for a giant metal robot." <laughs> Only showing he's a genius, but it is actually, but it actually gave you a laugh after all this, like all the cameos. Um, and then who's this? The mayor. And the mayor's like, going, we've got to apprehend the alien," and then blah blah blah. blah. And then of course we've got the we're actually the dire raids, saying, "Hooray, yes. we've created this panic, people of Earth." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then we cut back to our three musketeers. In the alleyway. And I think there was a little bit of uh, non-communication here. Mm. Because of that Fantastic Four figure picture. Uh, Uh, It actually shows them fighting Rom in the message. Rom was not in that. (laughs) Yes. They were just exercising or something. (laughs) Because they're about to leave to go fight the Space Knights. Yeah, that we're yeah. fighting the Space Knight Rom, and we need your help. This, yeah, this is where we can't get kind of a recap, but it also has some yeah. new information as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's all this dialogue, and it just it boils down to really, um, you know, we got to sneak up to the Fantastic Four headquarters. And uh, so this was interesting. Danny goes to get him a pair of clothes, and Rom's like, "Your friend jests not too often. He's usually on the strong and serious side." Yeah, and it's like, really, because now he's become a Joker. Yeah, um, Kung Fu Spider Man. How we've changed. Uh, but honestly, this is Danny at his dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean it not like his his intentions are great. Go find an overcoat and a hat to try and like shield Rom, but they're tiny. Well, yeah. just because Rom's huge. Yeah, I know, I mean, but he could have tried bit. to get some trousers as well. He's still got these giant metal legs. The fact that it works at all yeah. is not thanks to this. <laughs> I mean, it's like, cause like, like, honestly, all he needed was a pair of sweatpants as well. I, I appreciate he couldn't get anything in Rom's size, but number one, Rom could, looks like he could do up that coat. <laughs> number two, what the hell? Trousers, Daddy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I like the atmosphere though like you get i like the idea of doing it it's a clever and it's really nicely i i it does feel like a bit more of a noir you know all the i just like i love all the the spotlights yeah yeah. yeah. trying to find them you know they're sneaking around then we go back to rom's hometown and do we need to cover any of this because this is all just for rom's own subplots really no this whole stuff is is very strange yeah it was pretty strange, considering I knew nothing. Like reading it, there's I'm thinking, oh, hooray, anyway. the torpedo! Great. And we have some strange mist that turns people into morons. Yeah, yeah. Carl's going like, to tell us something... about the tornado's action figure. No, there was not one that um... I know of. <laughs> there probably will be wow. now. But anyways, the costume doesn't work, and the military <laughs> immediately opened fire. 
yeah. of course, because they're the military. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, <laughs> alien kill now. Um, so, you know, I mean, Luke like, could uh, stand in front of him and lose his shirt. Uh, but he doesn't. Rom because it's a Rom issue and not a Luke Cage issue. And that's how you know, <laughs> because Rom gets his clothes shot off instead of Luke. Yeah. <laughs> they need to show that. They're big uh, into shooting clothes robot. off people. Yeah, <laughs> sexy robot chest. <laughs> the, the oven or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Rom looks a lot better, though, because in the other issue, it looks like he had like a crummy oven on his chest yeah. or something. Um, but, you know, here it looks a bit more slick. Uh, but he throws a truck at them to block the fire, then they just blow it up with a bazooka. Um, and they sneak into the sewers, and it doesn't look like Rom or Luke could fit through that hole. It's a very small manhole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you say that to all the boys. <sighs> <laughs> so they're in the sewers, walking around, you know, and... Flashback. Rom's cool little panel. the back door. Like Daddy's like, oh, it's a bit like no. Um, he doesn't say it. I was gonna say I wanted him to go into a big uh, Kunlun. Oh, my world of Kunlun. Kunlun is also galaxies away. Um, yeah. But uh, I like the little snippet we get of Galador, the ruined building mm-hmm. stuff, um, which turns out to be fake. Oh, well then. <laughs> Only Spoilers for Rom. Uh, after after I read this issue, I kept reading. <laughs> I okay. read more. Yeah. And this only two more issues, but this whole this was image was presented to him by the diorites, uh, saying right. basically you have nothing to go back to. Your entire planet's been destroyed, and it's fake. It's not what they have. Oh, but it's still there. Oh yeah. And then there's a whole other thing. And then in, also in the very next issue, you find out that Rom's actually about 80% human. Wow. 20% robot. He looks more robot. And you find out what happened to that other 20% in the next issue. And also, I do not think it's listed as an appearance. But in the next issue, there is Power Man and Iron Fist for one panel. Flashback? Waving to the, the rolled-up condom. Uh, Bye, rolled-up condom. <laughs> so, uh, they find... So, Luke knows where, like, the sub-basement of the Baxter building is, off the top of his head, which is pretty impressive. Um, and Danny's like, oh, I can't break that... I don't really want to break that wall down because I'm going to call and pee out the office too often, and Luke just punches it instead. And then we enter, you know, the... The Jack Kirby room. Um, <laughs> it does totally look like a Jack Kirby room, too. It does, yeah. Yeah, which makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, um, I mean, total sense. And Luke tries to use his key card or whatever, whatever key laser, whatever he has <laughs> on the elevator, and it doesn't work. He's like, they changed the locks, changed which is funny because they have changed the locks. Like, it never gets addressed later, but you think, oh, maybe it's sabotage or something. It's like, no, they just changed the locks. So Luke can't get in anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's what we all thought we all wanted. So Daddy's like, "Oh, look, let me punch the elevator open," and Rom's like, "No, nah, don't worry about it." I got it. <laughs> yeah, he just opens it and they start climbing up on. So Luke and Danny are climbing up on the rope. Uh, Danny due to his training, and Luke due to his you know huge artificial muscles, and Rom is just like climbing on the wall 
digging his hands into it. You know, Ron being 80% human makes him less interesting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's cool if he's, like, more of a space robot. But anyway, uh, so they climb up, then lasers come on. Uh, and Luke's face in that panel is kind of funny, actually. On the bottom left of the lasers. <gasps> like, so, Spackow... Yep. Iron, Iron Fist the bottom of the elevator so they can get in. Yeah. So I got uh, Building of Death vibes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, which, you know, was always good. I like Buildings of Death, and that was a classic issue. So Because they go into the elevator, and there's another trap. The traps aren't as ridiculous, though. They're more sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, like, random exploding stairs or anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which anyone could walk onto. They get hit with sonic waves to attack the human nervous system, but Ram whips out his nullif neutralizer and neutralizes the sound. And yeah. so then they crawl out onto a floor, only to be greed, greeted by a whole bunch of Herbies. Yay, mm. Herbie! So as Power Man and Iron Fist are battling the Herbies, Ram runs off, only for an engine block to come out of the ceiling. It fired him. But yeah. Rob takes the hit and rips the engine block out of the ceiling, destroying it. But he's been badly wounded. Yeah. One whole thing here is he doesn't actually want to cause collateral damage. Yes. Like he just doesn't him. want to damage people's possessions, which I thought was pretty nice, because Pam and Iron has never seemed to care. They don't care. Well, to be fair, they've got Danny's money behind them. They don't really care. <laughs> just pay for everything. I think I think they probably do. Like, do you not get that feeling? They're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I suppose the whole the whole concept is kind of iffy, really, with Daddy being a hero for hire. But um, anyway, <laughs> I mean, it is really. They just basically did that with um, a Batman in the story um, where the Joker becomes normal for a little bit and actually, like, runs for mayor. Was it the White Knight or something like that it's called? Oh, that's an alternate universe. I don't... But but you find out that Bruce Wayne basically supplies Gotham... a comic skater. ...with, um, you know, hundreds of million dollars a year to take care of the city basically paying for all the damage Batman causes. Which is cool. So that's why Batman doesn't give a rat's ass about destroying crap. Because but that is an alt universe. That's not current. I mean, that's not the main world. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame, because the actual is story's shame. good. Yeah. Well, it's still written by a person I don't approve of. So. Well, and why don't you approve of that person? Who's it written by? Something Murphy. Oh, I have no idea who that is. He... He cuddles up to all the comic skaters. But anyway, let's carry on. I'll cuddle up to everyone. Yeah. Everyone gets cuddles from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ron gets trapped in a glass cylinder and he breaks out. He's getting he's getting kind of cranky at this point. Yeah, he's getting sick of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is fair enough. Uh, thank you, Carl. Hey, Again, bleep that out. Carl being the... Number one contributor to swear words, and also the person who's like, don't make the podcast explicit. We won't swear. We're adults. <laughs> um, 
yeah. That memory is ingrained in my brain. Oh, um, shush. We're almost at the rolled up condom. Come on, let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So we move on, and lo and behold, I'm assuming that's the rolled up condom. Um, I thought more of a donut, to be honest, but. Mm, don't worry. Once you've had sex, you'll know what that looks like. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, well... We're going to completely yeah. avoid the... Uh, Rom basically grabs hold of the, the power bank and drains the building, causing all the traps to stop. I thought that was cool, actually. Yeah, it was cool. Which, which then allows them to go into the hangar and see the assortment of spaceships. The Fantastic Force car is missing, so they guess that that's what they were in. And then who should show up? The Fantastic Four, the most boring super team ever created. Hold the phone, mister. That kind of language is not approved. I am not a fan of the Fantastic Four. Well, Uh, neither am I, but I absolutely don't think they're the most boring. I think think they're one of the best super teams out there. I will take that over your typical teen angst, love triangle, bullcrap. You also love Superman, so you you know your arguments hold no weight here. <laughs> Let's. Do you want to go yeah, there? I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be on the Superman side, here, so I wouldn't like. Uh... Maybe maybe if you read some Superman comics that aren't Death of Superman. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Fantastic Four, but they are absolutely not the most boring. Boring. There's a lot more boring. Boring. Super science saves the day. Oh so, my god! How how dare they have fun, creative sci-fi stories that you know have some thought. Carl's just them. trying to be a <laughs> troll. Let's just ignore it's it. It's not. <laughs> He's just wrong. It's like we we'll carry on. We'll carry on. All right. Well, now that we've established that Carl's wrong and will always be wrong, uh, we come to the <laughs> <laughs> the rolled-up condom as Carl likes it put it how does one operate such a craft how is it programmed to carry me from earth to galador and they're like we thought knew you and it's like well why would he know yeah why would he know (laughs) the reason they went there was to talk to the fantastic four to get them to um yeah unfortunately i don't know how rom showed up to earth so i don't know how he got there yeah i don't remember seriously doubt he jetpacked the whole way (laughs) and technically if you're flying a jetpack aren't you a pilot um, well, I mean, thing. you can you can drive a car, but not know how to drive a boat. You know. I mean, I would say a jetpack is probably very different from a. But who knows? I who knows. But anyways, Reed programs in his coordinates, and they all wave goodbye. Uh, it's, yeah, no, it it's a, is a. Is it the crawl? Is that what they scored there? They said something about because it's not he didn't build the ship. Scrolls, yes, it's a scroll ship. Scroll. Oh, is it? Okay. And so he takes off into space, saying goodbye to Earth and oh, the yeah. stars and his friends. But uh, finally, some... going home. Cool artwork of space. Um, I'm, I always like my space stuff, so you know. Um, and then, you know, we get the... Then we have the wah, wah, wah moment. Yeah, like the end of every Star Trek, the original series episode. Well, most of them. 
Oh, you're more human than you think, Spock. Ha, 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 So when Fantastic Four showed up, Luke threw a question at Reed to find out if yeah. there were real Fantastic Four or dire wraiths in disguise. And we don't even see the answer. We just know that it apparently was the correct answer. And now, at the last panel... I would like to marry that figure, actually. Read Mr. Super Science. Uh, It's just like, you do realize if they copied our appearance, they could have scanned our brainwaves, making them know everything we knew. So your question would have been irrelevant. And you're like, uh, uh... Let's go um, fast. Like I don't know why they would need to leave fast, but let's get out of here. <laughs> Just start bolting from the Fantastic Four. Um, so I thought this issue was much better than the other one. The other yeah, one was kind of so. get through. I enjoyed this one though, just because it. I don't know. It was just different, and it, like the pacing was better. It wasn't just they go to one place, walls of text, they go to the next place, walls of text. This was like, oh, they have a goal, they're doing it. And it's not sort of dumb, um, you know, sneaking around and stuff. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, this is the better of the two issues, without a doubt, unfortunately. If they just took out those torpedo pages, it would have even been better. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I guess they're there to... I mean, I liked the, the torpedo, wasn't it? but I did like the mist that was... Um, Yes, the strange mist. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for those strange mists. They're pretty cool. What's the look so, on the baby? Is priceless. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> He's like Trump won. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I yeah, I, I enjoyed the second issue. It was, um, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I guess I didn't, I didn't really have high expectations, though, so... <laughs> to be fair, yeah, you ha- I mean, it was better than you thought, right? Because you, you've been, like, a little bit reticent about doing this rom crossover. Uh, I mean, I was always going to do it if Carl wanted to do it. I was just... I was convinced that the whole thing would be, like, the first issue. Right. If that makes sense, it would yeah, be yeah. two issues. Um, but, you know, we got, like, a coherent story with some cool moments in the second issue and, you know, it's enjoyable. And I just don't know if it's like, do I just have fatigue from um, the usual team on Power Man and Iron Fist? But, I mean, we have uh, the Master Khan stuff coming up, so that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we've got another, we've got a couple of goodies. I mean, that being said, the, the character interactions... You know, when they saw Bob Diamond's play in the first yeah, issue, yeah, I mean, there's some nice little background, nice little. It just it just tries to pack a lot in. Because when they go for I the really formulaic, smashy stuff, it's. Just I think like, they're yeah. trying very hard to build up to issue twenty-five, while also yeah. uh, seventy-five, while also doing this rom thing, and like uh, there's just, it's just a bit overcrowded to bring in all the supporting cast in that issue. Right, so give us the skinny cow. Why was there a ROM crossover with Power Man and Iron Fist? No idea. That I do not know. Okay. This is a bit weird, um, pairing those two together. The only thing I can figure is ROM might have actually been outselling the book, so they maybe thought that throwing ROM in there would boost sales. I was under the impression that Power Man and Iron Fist did really well. Or am I wrong? 
Because uh, I had a fair bit of issues. Well, you got to remember, though, Iron Fist was getting canceled, the comic. Well, well, and Power Man, but once they came together. Right, and Power Man was going to get canceled, so then yeah. they decided to throw the two together. But that's what I mean. They had so many issues after they came together, you know. I mean, it goes up it, to 125 from right. issue 50. Well, it wasn't it wasn't the bottom of the barrel, but I don't, right. it wasn't either in the it wasn't in the top ten either. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, do you guys have any other thoughts? Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, you I'm said, tired, but no. Uh, I, I'm very tired as well, which is uh, not if helpful. I if I sound like yeah, uh, sorry, because I'm tired. Um, <laughs> I do like these. I, I just, I, they're a nice little change of pace, and I like, but I also like that we're now about to get onto, like, the run up to 75. Because I, I quite like this, I like the 75 to 100 sort of little run, so. Okay. That's quite a chunky run, but, um... Well, I mean, I like 75, I like 100, and there's not that many issues in between, so, I mean, I, I, I doubt I like every single one of them, but, you know. I actually have a hundred. It's an awesome cover. Yeah, I've got a hundred and I've got seventy-five. Like they're two of the ones that I okay. sort out. So um, yeah, just because it's always nice to get the big sort of going back to Kunlun. Yeah, story. yeah. I thought. Yeah, I, I really like the the Iron Fist stuff in this. For a while. Uh, does feel like a continuation of his series, which I think is good, considering it's a different creative team as well. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that cover for 75 is awesome. Yeah, I love it. That is so cool. Uh, we have 74 anyway. to do before that, so... Yes, which is which is like part one of yeah, that story. it's the so. build-up. Yeah. Um, do, do you have anything to add, Carl? Nope. All right, well... Uh, Obviously, next time we will be covering. Oh, isn't the isn't seventy six your favorite with the vampire and Luke Cage? No. Oh, that was someone's favorite. I just don't know whose it was. I don't um, know, but I like the sound of it. <laughs> anyway, I'm all, all right, about well, the vampires. Okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Uh, so, no, it might be right. Yeah. I just don't know. Well, what's his face comes back, doesn't he? The um, Vietnam guy. Yeah, with the rock hard skin that they thought drowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes back. Uh, totally. Which, which, which always annoyed me because Luke got a vampire and Danny just got that villain again. <laughs> that being said, that was a good issue back in the Iron Fist run. Um, but yeah, so next time we'll be covering Power Man and Iron Fist issues seventy four and seventy five. Another. Bonanza. Um, Villains for the issue: Warhawk and a vampire. <laughs> Warhawk. I like how a vampire. Wow. That's right. <laughs> I guess you don't really need to name him, but um, yeah. And I just before we go, I want to uh, give a shout out to all our patrons. So obviously we have Carl, who's right here with us. Thank, Thank you, you Carl, Carl, very much supporting <laughs> us. And yeah, being on. Okay, um, Carl ruining everything as usual. Uh, <laughs> And thanks to Kevin Swanson as well, and thank you to thank Ray. Thank you, and thank you, Ray. Uh, thank, you, thank you. 
Ray, who is on the Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, and is my co-host on Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. We are friends to everyone but Carl. Um, so, yeah, uh, until next time, you know, don't judge a, a space crusading robot by its appearance. Or do. I'm not sure. Just, you know, don't just try and attack it. Yeah, don't just kick someone in the face the first time you meet them. Exactly. Dialogue, people. Dialogue. Yes. That's what we... Um, all right, peace. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 